Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is the Grimmar Sports Open Line. Goes Smith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Grimmar, your distributor for electrical and data com needs. Pelicans win! Pelicans win! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Sports Open Line rolls on. I'll tell you what, the uh, SIU basketball team, they are having one heck of a season. They are 10-4 and four in league play to go along with their 18-7 and seven, uh, overall record. Right now, atop the Valley standings, you have four 10-4 teams. The Salukis are joined by Drake, Belmont, and Bradley to talk all things uh, SIU basketball. We're very happy to welcome onto the pro- program the longtime voice of uh, SIU basketball. He is a St. Louis Sports Hall of Famer. At Mike Reese SAU on Twitter, it is Mike Reese. Mike, thanks for taking some time with us today. How are you? My pleasure. I'm great, Matt. Thank you. How about yourself? I am doing good. And I, I just mentioned the top of the standings in the Valley. Is this as good as the Valley has been in a while? I mean, you just, it seems like every single night anybody can win, and there are some really good teams in the league. Yeah, well, you named uh, the top four teams in the uh, league, the four first place teams, and you named one third of the league. Yeah. So, so uh, well, it depends on how you judge good, Matt. If you if you judge good based on parity, then this is as good as it gets to be in the final two to three weeks and to have uh, eight teams uh, all within uh, two games on the loss side of each other. And then uh, a ninth team with uh, with five games out of first and only three games out of uh, seventh. Um, if you judge it based on rankings, then this isn't one of the best years. The Valley, uh, for I'm sure any number of reasons, when it has had the most teams in the race at this point of the season, its overall ranking among collegiate conferences is worse than it is when it's a two-team race mm-hmm. or a one-team race. For example, in 2006-2007, the league was uh, rated in the 8, 9, and 10 category. And right now, with all, and it had two teams really in the race. Well, right now, um, the league has all these teams in the race, and its power ranking is 15. So there's probably any number of ratings. I'm sure there are previous years where you would look at the basketball and say the upper-end teams are better than the upper-end teams right now. But in terms of competition and fan bases being interested, the excitement level uh, is among the most uh, is among the highest that it's been for sure. How much of excuse me? How how much of that does is connected to the fact that 
there isn't that dominant team in the league that's in the top 25 every week. It feels like a lot of times when you look at the midweight majors, the higher ranked ones are the ones that also have uh, teams that are sitting there pretty consistently in the top 25. Well, that's certainly the case. And, uh, you know, in the Valley's case, they're, uh, the highest ranking, I think, is uh, is in the mid-70s in the NCAA net ranking. So it is going to be uh, a one-bid year for the uh, league, maybe one in the uh, NCAAs if that team is different. If the tournament champion is different than the regular season champion, then two teams could be involved in the NIT and and the NCAA. And again, it's back to what you prefer. Mm-hmm. Multiple teams as they had in uh, 2004, 5, 6, and 7. Um, those races were decided oh, and within the next week or so, Matt. And the top half of the league was very, very strong, but the bottom half wasn't. Now you have two-thirds of the league is very strong, yet the postseason opportunities for the NCAA and the NIT won't be as great. Salukis are coming off a 20-point win in a rivalry game on Sunday against Missouri State, 73-53. That ended a two-game losing streak, and that was one of the very few kind of downturns in the uh, in the season this year. How important was it just, and we've already talked about the league standings, obviously, but beyond that, how important was it just to in uh, that little losing streak and get back to uh, to their winning ways? Well, certainly the win was most important, and to some of the players and some of the coaches, it was important also to win in the manner that they won, which was uh, 20 points, and Southern hadn't done that against the Bears in a long time, I believe six years, and had only done it a 20-point win against them four times uh, ever. So that was unique, what happened at uh, at Carbondale on uh, on Sunday, but they haven't had a three-game losing streak this year. They've had two two-game losing streaks, and they were coming off one in that ball game, having lost at Bradley and at uh, Illinois State, and uh, so they needed that. And you know, part of the downside of the losing streak was the uh, the uh, Saluki stumbled. They had an opportunity in those two games uh, each day to take over sole possession in for, of uh, first place because the other contenders had lost. But Southern muffed those chances, got back on, uh, got back on beam, and uh, put themselves back into the first place mix with six games to go. I've always thought it's a really weird dynamic when a new team comes into a league because it, it almost feels like you're playing a non-league game in the middle of conference play just because you don't know the teams yet. Is that kind of the feeling going into uh, the Wednesday matchup against UIC? Well, I think so, but I, but where I might, but not so much the UIC game. Um, Matt, I think at this point of the season, if UIC's record was reversed at 12-2, and two, um, then I think that you would treat it as a conference game because you know what's up. I think in in retrospect, though, the Belmont game, which was New Year's Day and was just the third uh, game of the conference season, um, I think there might have been a little bit more focus and a little more anxiety and a little more pressure on Southern uh, than there was on uh, in that day because Belmont has proven to be a uh, contender and they were not expected to be a contender. Those who had seen them in the OVC thought they would be a good team in the Missouri Valley, but uh, maybe a borderline upper division squad. So it didn't have the anxiety and and all of that that goes with those games. Looking back on that game now, that's an important win for Southern, uh, if only because the Salukis only played Belmont once this year. They don't go to Nashville. It's a 20-game league schedule. 
However, you got enough teams for 22, and the league decided not to go to 22. They elected to go from 18 to 20, and then there are only uh, there are two teams that you only played one time, and Belmont is one of them. It's a little unusual. Southern doesn't play UIC, hasn't played UIC much, not since 2014, and only 10 times together. So it's hard to you know wrap around, uh, wrap your hands around the fact that this is a this is a league game. But um, you know, Southern's in a first-place run. They haven't been this good since 07, let alone won a regular season championship since 07. But uh, they'll figure out pretty quick tomorrow night it's a, uh, a higher-stakes game than it is a conference game. Mike Reese, the longtime voice of uh, SIU Athletics, continuing to uh, join us here on Sports Open Line. I know sometimes it feels like Southern Illinois and Chicago are – millions of miles apart they just feel so different but beyond that can can uh and UIC is struggling this year maybe we should have this conversation when they're when they're playing better but can a southern illinois uic rivalry can that start to exist a little bit just in terms of uh geographic closeness and the fact that you are in the same state uh, i think that one's <laughs> pushing it for that one now but look at this especially at this level um Math. I mean, the two schools are five and a half, six hours uh, apart. Rivalries develop truly um, when the teams are good mm-hmm. and they're playing for something almost all the time. The only rivalry that I have seen um, at SIU in in the years of doing their games where it doesn't matter what the records are. God, I can't believe I even used that cliche, but I'm not going to say throw out the records. Um, I, I don't. The only game I've seen is Illinois State in all sports. It seems to matter. The schools recruit a lot of the same players, um, and there are similarities between the two universities. So even when both teams are bad, both teams are good, it seems to be an intense game in whatever the sport is. Everything else depends on winning. Now, Southern had a raucous game with Murray State earlier this season. And so I can see that one developing. But, again, that was a real good game that went to the wire, and, and Murray is in the mix, and Southern is in the mix. So I think, especially at this level, um, SIU Illinois State is the only one that, you know, advances close to an Ohio State-Michigan or a, or a Illinois-Indiana – I'm sorry, an Indiana-Purdue at the higher level – where those teams always seem to get after each other no matter how good they are. And so now I I think UIC develops much like Loyola developed when it was in the league. Um, It's a rivalry if the game is important for the upper division in the standings. Final thing for you, and I'm always interested in what people close to the game think about this. I talked to Coach Mullins about this before the season uh, got started It is changing so much in college basketball with the transfer portal, and it seems like a lot of teams at the at the mid-major level, they're barely even recruiting high schools. They're recruiting the portal. They're rebuilding a, a team on a year-in, year-out basis. For somebody like you that's been around college athletics so long, what do you think about that, just how different things are, especially in roster building, than they've ever been before? Well, it, it gives you a reason. It, it, it forces you to understand different things. You just can't sit in your uh... – in your own knowledge of what you think is the best way to build a program, because that's not necessarily the case. I do think that um, you know, I, there is nothing wrong with players being compensated. Now, at this level, uh, it becomes a much trickier thing. The collective, the NIL collective at this institution, uh, St. Louis University to a degree, 
Illinois State University is a much different effort than it is at Illinois and at Missouri, yet the fans of all those institutions want their teams to be as good, especially the older fans, because they relish the times, the few times that they play those teams and they think they have a chance to beat them or they want to be considered in the same mix for an NCAA tournament berth, and all of those things are changing. Uh, There's going to be a price tag for players, especially at this level, to retain them, the really good players. And um, so you just have to understand that. Um, and, and you have to keep that in mind as you judge, or at least I do, when you, when you judge programs and what they can do. Uh, this game tomorrow night, Southern and, and UIC, both coaches, both of whom interviewed for the SIU job, uh, and it went to Mullins uh, four years ago, uh, have decided to build mostly with high school players. Um, Mullins has got Kennard Davis coming from Vashon, how he tweaked the roster this season with a couple of four-year transfers who have proven to be strong, but the transfers he's taken generally have had multi-year players. I think that's his belief that he can still get that done, and Luke uh, Yaklich is doing the same at UIC, but they're in the minority, and um, you just have to understand, if you're going to coach at this, if you're going to coach now, you better understand what the ground rules are now, and, you, and you're always re-recruiting your players. Southern's been uh, pretty fortunate that it hasn't lost many to the transfer portal. Um, if you understand the ground rules and accept the ground rules, no matter whether you may personally disagree with it, then I think you'll do a better job of analyzing what's going on and including analyzing your expectations uh, for your program. And, and the disappoint, the only disappointing thing for me, Matt, is – um, that you used to be able to count on the opportunity for a Southern, if it really recruited well and hit hit a home run, to beat an Indiana like it has done here, to take Illinois to the wire, to take Missouri to the wire in the, in the NCAAs. Now that is much, much more difficult than it ever was, and that's going to take some getting used to. He is Mike Reese, longtime fantastic Saluki uh, radio play-by-play broadcaster. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Reese, uh, R-E-I-S-S-I-U. Mike, thank you so much for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, catch up again uh, leading into Arch Madness. Hope so, too. Thank you, Matt. You bet. There's Mike Reese joining us here on Sports Open Line, and we appreciate him taking some time. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.